Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I am excited to have you again for another episode. You know, losing a child can only be described as an immediate shock of unbearable pain, grief, and mourning one can ever feel. Carol Slusky's experience was no different. After losing her daughter, Paula, as a young adult, while still on her deathbed, she grasped for the hope that a miracle would happen and she would have her child back again. At this crisis stage, she reached out to God because she had nowhere else to turn. From this was born her book, 30, A Mother's Spiritual Journey After Losing Her Child. So join us today as we talk to Carol on life after losing a child. Well, Carol, thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Would you just share with the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Uh, Yes, I will. But first of all, thank you very much, Dr. Tiffany, for having me on your show. I'm honored. Um, I've watched a couple of your podcasts, and I really got a lot out of it. Well, thank Uh, you so much. Where did you want me to start at? Just just give me a little bit of, give the audience a little bit about yourself that I hadn't shared yet. Okay, well, first of all, um, my daughter passed away 30, going on 31 years ago. It'll be March the 19th of this month. It'll be 31 years. I started writing my book at the 30-year mark. So I'm already into it another year. And... um, that makes me kind of up there in age. I'm an elderly person. I'm in my upper 70s. I'm a grandmother. A mother. I still have a, 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 my other daughter. She's alive and well. And, and she moved to uh, Florida a couple of years ago. And I followed her, my husband and I, we followed her and her children because family to me is so important. When you lose someone in your family and you know, I lost a daughter. That's really big, losing a daughter or a son. But you could lose your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother, your aunt or your uncle. If you're close to them and you have a good connection, it's going to hurt just as much. And that's what I want to bring to everyone and why I wrote this book, is that I want to give all of you wonderful people hope. Mm-hmm. Paula died. I didn't have anything that I could grasp onto and, and read. You know, that was a while ago. We didn't even have, I don't think we had the internet. Um, I know we didn't have cell phones back then. So a lot's happened. 30 years is a long, long time. It's mm-hmm. just a long time. <laughs> and I can't believe that that's gone by already. But so. You know, I'm elderly. Um, but Carol, you do not look your age at all. I'm sure you well, get that all the time. <laughs> you know what? It, in, in a way, that's kind of like, yeah, it's a beautiful compliment to me as far as, you know, what I look like. But I feel, I feel like my age so many days. I get tired fast. You know, this uh, crisis that I had with my daughter passing, it caused me so much physical and mental pain. I, I've suffered physically. I'll go through some of the things that I had as we move along when it gets to that point that I think I should interject um, my illnesses, but I almost myself died twice. Hmm. And, um, th- this is just something 
for moms and dads, if you lost a child, the first thing I'm going to tell you is please find help. That's the main thing I want to stress is to find yourself a good grief counselor. I recommend a Christian one. Um, if you're not Christian and you're Buddha, Buddhist, then find that in your faith. Whatever faith you are, stay with your faith and go and get a counselor in that faith because they're going to connect with you. You need this. And um, I found out I didn't do this right away. And uh, maybe I, I should have, but I didn't know any better. I thought I could handle everything myself. I come across to a lot of people as she has it all together. She really is calm and cool. You know what? Inside of me, even still today, I don't have it all together. There's days I have, I feel like, you know, I, I feel pretty good and um, I'm moving along fine and I, I'm happy, but who really has everything all together? We're living here on earth. I think the only time I'm going to have everything all together is when I get to heaven. Mm -hmm. And um, they, uh, to me, and I really totally believe in God. I believe, I believe in the Trinity. I believe in Mary being God's, Jesus's mother. Mm -hmm. She's an earthly mother. She is not divine. She's, I'm Catholic. So we don't teach. I never was taught that Mary was divine. She's an earthly mother. And so she's like me. And I connected with Mary very soon after my daughter died. In fact, it was at, actually at the funeral. I go into that very deeply in my book. Blessed Virgin Mary is the heart of my book. She's in the middle. Chapter three. And the ironic part about it is that I didn't plan on this. When they printed the book, you know, when you're doing a manuscript, you're on eight and a half by 11 paper. When they mm -hmm. put it in a book, your paper's a lot smaller. So I had no clue that Mary, my beloved heavenly mother, is in the middle of the book. She's about 21 to 23 pages, smack dab in the middle. So I said, this is the heart of my book. But I don't think you, your audience needs to know anything more about me other than I'm, I recovered to the point where I am happy. And now I, I owe, I owe God, I owe God myself to help others, to pass on what I've learned over 30 years what I've learned and what I could help you with and tell you some of the steps that I went through where I failed and how I moved on. And um, I'm going to give you hope. You can get, if you happen to be someone that lost your child, like I said, I always keep in, in the back of my mind. I always think of other deaths to your mom, your dad. You can heal from this. You can heal, but don't expect you to forget everything. Don't expect you to heal to the point where you don't hurt. I will hurt to the day I die. To the day I die. But I've accepted that. And I'm now knowing that I can deal with it. When I have a day, you know, I'll tell you something. When I wrote this book, I, I've got a little upstairs. It's called a loft. They could make these houses where in Florida they're lofts. I got my little desk here. You can see in the back, I've got paintings. I'm an artist. That also helped me to get through. I'll talk to you about that. But I came upstairs here and I started writing. And I couldn't remember everything. 30 years have gone by. And I couldn't remember because I had multiple sclerosis. That's one of my illnesses that I got. So I had scar tissue. And my MS doctor told me that, well, that's normal. You're going to forget some of your memory with that. Well, I couldn't remember everything. So 
as I wrote, I would write in, in chapters. I never did an outline, but everything I combined it and was like, oh, it was all like a big pile of, of, of paragraphs that I had to sort out because that's how my mind was working. Things would open up and I'd say, oh yeah, I remember this about Paula. Paula is her name, Paula Jean. And um, she died when she was 24 years old. And she died, she died suddenly with no warning. She wasn't sick. She had a pulmonary embolism. Mm. And um, that was, she died on March 19, 1992. And I got a phone call. Do you want me just to roll into this, uh, doctor? Yes, I was going to ask you, you know, you were sharing that. That's why I was going to ask you how she uh, had passed. And, you know, you were talking about and you share how you had went through heartbreak and you were, you know, quiet and tired mentally and emotionally. Um, and you just were kind of quiet and kept your thoughts to yourself and feelings of, un you know, you kept those feelings under control because of all the things that you had went through after losing her. How did you feel inside? How did you really feel inside? Okay, well, let's just, let me start with after she was buried. Mm -hmm. After, after she was buried and I didn't even have her body to look at it anymore. Everyone, again, thought I had everything in order. Mm -hmm. I looked good. I wore makeup. I had my hair fixed. Um, but deep down inside, I knew I was fronting. That's what it's called. It's called mm -hmm. fronting. Mm -hmm. And um, inside, and this was probably so bad for me to be this way. So rule number one, don't do what I did. Don't front, for mm -hmm. heaven's sakes. If you are hurting and you're with your family, or if you're with your husband or your wife or your children, especially your older children, you want to cry, cry. Don't front. Don't hold it inside. I held it inside, and I'll tell you what happened to me. I just was getting tied in knots, just tied in knots. And um, that's when <laughs> that's when you start becoming ill and you don't realize it. You do not mm -hmm. realize it. I recommend, um, I could see now that what I should have done and I didn't do is I should have gone to my family doctor and had a talk with him. I should have maybe gone right away into grief therapy, um, but I didn't. Um, I thought I had everything under control, but I obviously I didn't. And uh, my first illness was I, I, a knee replacement three months after she died. I had a, a the, the doctor said this was my weak spot, my one knee, because I was born with an arthritic knee. And I was a child and I always had trouble with my one knee. Well, after Paula died, apparently, the weak spot of my body took the worst point of it. I wound up having a knee surgery, a replacement mm -hmm. at the age of 40, 47 years old. My first knee surgery. So, and then after that, as the years went by, it was one illness after another. But I'm not going to go through all of that with you right now. Um, but as far as... Uh, People thinking I was doing good, I wasn't doing good. Mm -hmm. And and you've got to be honest with yourself. Um, and it's not that that you're going to feel bad all the time, and it's not that you're going to feel good all the time. It, it's like you take steps. I found looking back, it was like there were days that I thought I was stronger. But then a memory would happen. Something would occur during the day that would bring Paula into my mind and into my memory. And I would realize she's no longer here. What's the biggest thing, excuse me for a moment. 
the biggest thing that I had trouble with was realizing that I could never make dinner for her again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could never go shopping for her again. My last outfit that I bought for her was what she was buried in. And I remember I picked it out at, at a, a woman's clothing store that I used to buy the girls clothes at. And the saleswoman said to me as I checked out, she said, oh, that's such a beautiful outfit. She said, who's that for? I said, my daughter. And she said, oh, she's such a lucky girl. And I paid the bill and I remember walking out and I just broke, I got to the door and I broke into tears because I knew that that was the last outfit I was going to buy her. Mm -hmm. So these are things that happen after you bury them. It's like you, things come up and you say, oh, she's not here. Mm -hmm. She's not here. And you know, Carol, I, I had that happen, you know, when I lost my mother, um, I can't remember something had happened and I was excited about it. And so I was heading to the house and I was like, I, what, I can't wait to tell my mother. And I was like, oh, my goodness, she's not here anymore. So you do have those moments where you you, you don't even rem- you remember that they're dead. But at the time you know, that you for that moment, because they've been with you so long, you have that slight lapse to say, oh my goodness, you know, she's passed away. And, you know, when you were also talking about um, give yourself process to grieve, that is so important because if you don't grieve, like you said, that will give you, you, it will cause you to have sicknesses in your body. You know, I hate when Um, people say, well, she's been gone or he's been gone for years now. Why are you still, you know, dealing with that? Why does it still bother you? And I tell people all the time, you cannot determine how long a person, you know, grieves for an individual. Uh, I remember after about a year, uh, it wasn't even a year, it may have been six months and someone said, well, you know, you need to move on from that. And I'm thinking, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. that's my mother, you know, six months. (laughs) And technically, I didn't even grieve, you know, because I was the oldest. And so I had to, you know, take care of the business part, you know, doing a, you know, a whole lot of things. And I didn't have that process to grieve. So because I had to be strong for everybody else. So I understand what you're saying. And I probably didn't really grieve, grieve until a year later, you know, just from all of that. And like you said, I don't recommend that. I recommend you, you know, do get counseling or get some help like that. But listeners, you know, don't let anyone tell you, you know, when you should grieve or how you should grieve. Now, if it's to the point where you're unable to do for yourself and you just seem to can't get past it, then like Carol was saying, you know, you need to get some counseling, get help, whatever it is, whatever it takes, get that or find someone that you can talk to because talking is a part of the healing process. Wouldn't you say that, Carol? Absolutely. And and you understood exactly what I was talking about. That's mm-hmm. the beautiful part about these type of get togethers that we're having in front mm-hmm. of your audience, because you understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I went to therapy at a hospital a few months after Paula died. And, you know, there were, I'll never forget. I wrote this in the book. There were 10 people there and we were all around like a table in a circle. And each one of us talked. I was the last one who spoke. And I talked about God. No one there talked about God. And I talked about God because at that point, that point, God was so within me. Mm-hmm. I had opened up my soul, my heart, my whole body. I opened him up when she died. And I said, I need your help. Mm-hmm. And they didn't talk about that. You know what, doctor? I didn't go back. I didn't go back there. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. it. I, 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 I wanted, that's what I brought up earlier. Get someone that believes in your faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A therapist. There are so many therapists out there. Number one, because you can relate with them. They're going to mm-hmm. understand you need God in your life. Mm-hmm. You really need them 
big time. This is something that you ask Jesus to carry you. Mm-hmm. Goodness knows, I've asked over and over how many days, please, I'm, this morning, I don't feel really good. Can, I got, I have to work. I have to do this. I have to do that. Can you please carry me? Even if it's for an hour, just let me, just let me feel okay for an hour. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking. And he did. I, I, I received, I always received from God. And um, there's He's just, the one that strengthens you. He's oh, the one that gives you that strength that's right. um, to make it through. And it's because, so important. You know why, doctor? Because you, you can see progress. Mm-hmm. You pray. And I wound up saying the rosary. I wound up saying it every day. And it was because if something happened that day that wasn't good, I would say, well, I know it's not because I didn't say the rosary. I said it yesterday. So that means it's going to be okay. She's got my back. Mm-hmm. He's got my back. Jesus has got my back. And because there's time, there's days that you're going to feel like, you know, you're going to have a heart attack. That you're going to die. I wound up having cardiomyopathy. They couldn't find out it's a heart disease. Couldn't find out why I had it, why, mm-hmm. how I got it. And my one doctor, I said, well, what about a broken heart syndrome? I read about that. And he said, Ob- obviously, that's very, very likely that that could be. Of course, today after COVID, we know that a virus can also cause a heart disease. And um, so the doctor at that time way back then said that you it could be from a virus. But that's why your link has to be God. These are your helpers now. I'm not talking about your family members, your Mm -hmm. helpers. Mm -hmm. God's number one. His mother, Mary, she could be your number two because she's a woman. If you're a mom, she'll understand. And um, if you're a a man, your father, you could pray to her too and say the rosary. Many, many men say the rosary. You could relate to her because she she's your, like your mother. I mean, what man doesn't love their mother? I mean, they most men love their mother, and so she's your heavenly mother. So, with this being said, you've got so much to work with. It's good, and the more you practice the goodness in the spirituality of your life, you're going to start healing. Do you have, doctor, do you have anything that you could add to that because that you're relating to? Yeah, I was just thinking too, that's the main thing I prayed, you know, you know, I always had a prayer life and just pray to the Lord and just as being in, in uh, the head of the family, um, I always was strong in that area, but I would always put my emotions behind. My part was being able to let go of being strong and kept casting our cares upon him because he cares for us. And so I had to learn to cast that care upon him because a lot of times I would, when I would feel like crying, it'd be at times where I couldn't cry. (laughs) So I was like, but I should have got away and just took that time to grieve because again, um, you will deal with that in different areas. And then I, I have realized, you know, you get stressed out, you can't sleep, you know, um, you have insomnia. So you have to do things in order to get better. And one of my things was that I had people that I could talk to, you know, I would pray first, I would talk to God, but then I also had a support system that I was able to talk to. I would talk to my sister sometime, but because I was just so by myself as a, you know, the oldest, I felt like I just had to handle it by myself. And so I had to find that support and that trust in God and that, that comes. And, and there are days that I still miss her. You know, you'll never stop missing them. Uh, yeah, but, but God gives you that strength, you know, to carry on. And so you have to have that prayer life, that relationship. You have to have that spirituality like you talked about to be able to cast your cares upon. Otherwise, you're going to take that on in your body and you're going to exude it in different places. Um, 
I remember the day we were going to the funeral and one of the biggest feelings that I had was in the cars, like you could see all the cars going by, you could see people still doing things, everybody. And I know, like you said, when you went to the store buying the dress, people were still just doing everything, but you just want the whole world to stop. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you just want the, whole, you yeah. want the whole world to stop. And it's like, they're still moving, but yeah. it's just like, you want the whole world to stop. And it lets you know that you have to value the time that you have here on earth and, and love people. Um, and everything that seems to be stressful is not as stressful when you realize how short life is. And so that's yeah. the thing that I had to do. And, and I can relate so well to, to that because, you know, you do want, you want sympathy. You want people to feel sorry for you because that takes some of that pain away from you. It's like you're, it's like they become a sponge and they absorb some of that hurt from you. And, mm -hmm. and that makes you feel like you've got a friend, you have someone to talk to. And, you know, my sister, Diane, she was my, my lifeline as mm -hmm. far as she lived across the street from me and, 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 Every morning, if I needed to, which was many, many mornings, I'd go over and have a cup of coffee with her before mm -hmm. I started my day. And she would say to me, you know, Carol, you know, remember who taught you how to paint? Mom. That was my mother. She was an artist, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. She said, why don't you get out those paintbrushes? Now here, Jesus was working through my sister, the Holy Spirit was working through my sister mm -hmm. telling her what I should be doing and she in turn was telling me she said get out your paintbrushes start painting again this might be a very big step for you to, to make yourself feel better and that is so true because if you start I go into really elaborate on what you should do you have got here's the big one now you've got to take control of yourself Mm -hmm. at a point there's a point okay you can grieve for months 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 and maybe a year or two years there's a point that you have to say enough is enough right I'm going to take action on myself mm -hmm. and then you start to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and that is to do something beautiful for yourself mm -hmm. make a beautiful salad for your family Take your children out for dinner, your other children. You know, it's like, do the good things. Think of things that you can do to make others happy because in turn, that's going to make you happy. When you mm -hmm. get done with that so-called chore, what's going to happen is you're going to say, boy, you know what? I didn't think about Paula for a couple of hours. You know what that means? That's mm -hmm. a couple of hours that I was healing. Right, right. I was flowing in the good vibes into me through others. How did that all begin? How did that all start? I just get goosebumps thinking about it. It started with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. coming into me and telling me what to do. So I took control of myself and said, this is what I'm going to do. And I did. I, I painted. I, I was went back to work. Um, all these things takes it, it takes time. It takes so much effort on your part in the beginning, but then when you do it once, the second time becomes easier, and the third time even easier than that. You know what? One thing that I I still can't get over it. Um, I put this in the book, and I said, "Oh, I can't believe I'm putting this in." It was like, when you wake up in the morning, now I know you're going to, doctor, you're going to relate to this. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, of course, chances are, if you dreamt about your mom or I dreamt about Paula, we're not going to think of them as they're not here. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you wake up and for an instant, you're happy, maybe for a couple seconds. Then all of a sudden, the mm -hmm. boomerang hits you. <laughs> right. And you don't want to get up. All of a sudden, the depression starts flowing into you. Okay, mm -hmm. this is part of the, this is part of the morning that you're just don't you don't expect it. 
Right. <laughs> I learned, now here's the crazy part about it. I learned not to lay flat on my back and wake up. Because if you do that, you're looking at the ceiling. When you look at the ceiling, that's when everything goes ahead and forward. And you remember that they're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's when your depression starts. So I literally got into the habit of as soon as I woke up, I would roll out of bed, roll out of bed. I would take a shower, never make my coffee first, take the shower, then make the coffee. Well, after months or maybe a year or two, guess what? I was able to make my coffee first. Mm-hmm. These are, these are know, Carol, I was going to say that's something when you said that I thought about even um, with with my mom, you know, she I used to travel when when she lived, I, I would travel all the time, just travel, travel, travel. She would say, you're going too much. You know, you're traveling, you're going here, going there, you're going by yourself. But I would just go, 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 go. Well, after she passed, probably for several years, I mean, literally several years, it's been about five years now since she's passed. But you know, I stopped traveling a whole lot and it was just necessary travel. If I had to minister, it was that travel. But other than that, it was like something in me didn't want to travel anymore. But that was a part of the grieving process. And I didn't realize that. Uh, And this just this year, uh, probably last year and this year, I've started really traveling like I used to travel. And so the things that um, you normally do. Sometimes you revert to that. And I'm like, I didn't even travel anymore and realize, and I've shared with my sister, I said, I was grieving, you know, because that, you know, my mother's not here, but now I want to do something that she tried to tell me to do to slow down, whatever. Um, but now you can also tell, and this is for the listeners, you know, once you start picking back up things again, you realize, like you said, Carol, it's a, it's a step-by-step process, healing, takes time you just don't get over it oh you know in one night it it just doesn't happen or one year right you know the 30 years that I've got behind me now 31 oh I could just I could just remember how each big event that came into my life like my other daughter when she got married big healing process going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was part of a wedding and everything. Big, big healing. It's like the healing comes in lumps. Mm -hmm, Sometimes mm -hmm. a little lump here and a little lump there, and maybe a big, really a big basket given to you. Mm -hmm. Babies, if you're fortunate to become a grandmother or a mother, if you're not a mother already, big basket of wonderful things for you. All that is healing. So you have, okay, here at this point, here's what you got to do. You have to train yourself when you get depressed to say, I am going to get better because that's nature. That's what God wants me to do. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to do things. And I'm going to wait for the good things to happen and recognize them recognize them right away mm-hmm. give glory mm-hmm. to god give glory to god that that happened to you say thank you always say thank you um oh it, it's just i i could just uh, i i just wished that i knew back then what i know now you know because i i made i made mistakes along the way of my healing process too i wasted time and, um, but like you said, doctor, you got to do things in your own time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a healing process. And, you know, um, I was sharing with my sister, I'm not, you know, I haven't gotten married yet. So I told her, I said, well, when I get married, you know, I, st- I think that, I cr- you know, I started crying with, her. I said, I'm not, she's not going to be there when I get married. You know, it just came on yeah. me that, you know, that one time, because you have those thoughts and different things and you realize the most important person there is not there anymore, but yes. God gives you the strength to deal with it. But at that time, you just have to let it process through you. Um, because if not, you're going to deal with it emotionally, mentally, physically, if you don't release that onto the father, release that onto the ones that love you. If you don't do that, then you'll drive yourself silly on the inside. Um, 
and talk to people. I would say this too, Carol, talk to people who support you oh. and don't try to rush you to move on. Yes. <laughs> I can't say that yes. enough. <laughs> yeah. If, if anything, if there's, if some of your viewers are not, you know, that you don't have someone that is so close to you that passed, you don't know, you know, what that feels like. Learn from people that have been there that, like you said, treat the person that you know that's lost someone. Give them space. Give them room. Know that they could take the rest of their life to heal if they want to. That's mm-hmm. their own prerogative. It's their life. It's their soul. And it's their belief. And they have to handle things in their way. By you supporting them and letting them know that it's okay. Go ahead. Come on. Cry on my shoulder. It's okay. I love you. You're going to help them. You are helping them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, know Carol, what? I was going to say that that's the biggest thing. Just be yeah. there for them, you know? And I was going to say to you that your mother, she's looking down on you. And if you get married and you have a baby, you know what? She's going to know you had a baby. Mm-hmm. She's going to be there for you. That's something that you have to grow and you will grow into believing because you will feel it. You'll feel her presence. I have felt my daughter's presence. I've had some wonderful, wonderful miracles. I call them a miracle. Happened to me. There's about two or three that I mentioned in the book that have happened. And uh, two are that I almost died from my cardiomyopathy. I got through that. I lived. I have two cardiologists that told me I'm a miracle and it's not, I'm not the miracle. I'm, I'm not the miracle. God, God gave me a gift mm-hmm. of life. Amen. He said, you're not ready to go, Carol, you know, and as far as my daughter, Paula, Paula, she, however I can look at it, I know I have no anger in me with God. I have accepted that it was her time to go. Mm -hmm. and um, she's in a much better place she's happy Mm -hmm. Uh, and I know I knew very early on in my stage of mourning that I had to be a very very spiritual person if I wanted to see my daughter again because I have to go to heaven that's Mm -hmm. the only way I'm going to be able to hug her kiss her hold her is I gotta be I have to go to heaven Hmm. Well, when did when did you realize that healing was possible, Carol? Oh, that's that 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 question is really when when healing was possible. I would have to say I started to have good feelings at her funeral because mm-hmm. that's when I believe she came to me. But the big one that came to me was the Blessed Virgin Mary. I had a feeling of support for Mary by her telling me, don't cry. Celebrate. Your daughter, your baby is in heaven in a beautiful place right now. And I'm going to watch over her for you. I'm a mother just like you. And then I said back in my heart to to Mary, I said, you know what? You lost a son, but he died on the cross. You had to witness his passion. You had to go through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't see my daughter die. She was in the ER room, emergency. Two nurses were watching over her when she died. She had the pulmonary embolism. The blood clot broke loose, went into her heart. and they, uh, there was no doctor in, in the emergency room. It was just two nurses, but I read the report and they assured her that she, she asked, am I going to be okay? And she went in unconscious right away. They operated on her to take the blood clots out, put her on life support. I had to go through that whole ordeal of life support for 48 hours. That was a nightmare. So all of that occurred, but then Mary, at the funeral, took me and said to me, let me be your mentor. And I accepted that because 
she went through much more pain than I did. I didn't see my daughter nailed to the cross. Mm-hmm. I didn't see my daughter fall three times carrying that heavy cross. I didn't see my daughter getting whipped all the way down to their, his her bones. I didn't see any of that. Mary did. Mary saw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary was in that crowd with all those people watching her son treated like an animal, not even as good of an animal, like, like, like a piece of nothing, this Mm -hmm. human human being. That's part of chapter three, the heart of the book. The whole thing is the heart is religion. It's faith. It's God. Mm -hmm. That's all we have. When it comes down to it, all we have to get us through is our faith. Mm-hmm. Our faith. He's our lifeline, you know. Just Jesus is our lifeline. Yes. You know, we you can't breathe without him. You can't talk without him. You can, but you'll be walking dead. You'll be like the walking dead because right. there'll be no true spirit within you. And that's like you said, that is the most important thing that will get you through um, the most cry- the most challenging time of losing a loved one. Um, and you have to have that relationship because you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You can hear the Lord talking to you. You can hear the encouragement. Like you said, Jesus had to go through all of that. Um, Mary had to watch that. And that's, you know, when you said that, you know, we see that, but you know, could we watch our children even go through that, um, what Jesus went to, through? That would just be so hard. You know, doctor, when I was writing that part of, of the passion, you know, that's the rosary. The rosary is Jesus's life from birth to death. And um, that's why I love the rosary, because I go through the different mysteries, there's five mysteries and I go through it and I visualize it. I visualize the beautiful parts about it where he ascended up to heaven or when he was born, mm-hmm. the nativity. Uh, I picture those beautiful moments and then there's the horrible, horrible moments. And I picture that and that's when I, 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 I feel that. And I say, thank you, God, that my baby died in a hospital in an emergency room what about the moms and dads that lose a child that was raped and murdered mm-hmm. what about them mm-hmm. what about them could I compare my grief with their grief the horror I didn't have that I think I praise God for that thank you thank you for giving me giving me something you know that I could say wasn't is bad but there's always, always someone worse, some death that is worse. And that's why we have to be aware of anyone that you meet, that you know of, that you love, that's in the family or a friend or somebody that's at work, show respect to them and give them your, give them your support. Let them know, just say, I'm here for you. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I'm here for you. You want to come and talk to me, call me. Here's my phone number. That's going to give you points for getting up stairs when you mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. That's part of it. And um, that's why I'm here. I'm here today on your podcast. I'm here so I could spread my word to tell you have faith. You're going to get better. You're going to be happy again. You're going to learn to love and live. And you're going to share your knowledge. Pass it on. Whatever you learn, pass it on. Amen. Would you pray for those? I feel the Holy Spirit right here. Um, If you could just pray for the listeners right now and those who may have lost a loved one. It doesn't matter how long ago, but they could be still grieving. If you wouldn't mind, Carol, praying for those right now. I will. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
Yes. Amen. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Please look over your children, each one of us, because we belong to you. You gave us our life because you wanted to have love surround you. You wanted to fill the earth with people. And I pray to you to thank you for me that you've helped me. And I want you to continue helping parents, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, uncles, aunts, friends, neighbors. Help them if they need you. Let them know, come into their hearts. And if you could feel them opening up to you, come in even stronger. Pass the love that you have. Let them know that this is real. This is not a fantasy. That there's really heaven. There's really a God. And we need you. We need you now. We need you in our life. We need you forever. And most of all, the prayer that I'm going to say to you right now is that I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I know everyone who's listening to this thanks you for the bottom of their heart. And you are not just for me, you are for everyone. You're for all people. You are God in all of your glory. And I thank you for being there for me. And I thank you for being there for the whole world. Amen. 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 Listeners, we just thank you for being a part of the podcast today. And like Carol was saying earlier, uh, if you find yourself in a rut and you just cannot get out of it, find support, find help. There are helplines for those that are grieving. You can Google it in your local area. Um, if you don't have that family support, if you don't have that spiritual support, get some counseling. That's what we're talking about, therapeutic counseling. But like Carol said, they need to be in line with your morals and your values. Um, we know that the more you talk about it, the more you can heal. And the process is that we heal, that is what is desired, that God wants us to heal. He is the healer. Jesus is the healer when he came to the earth. He healed the people he came in contact with, not just physically, but he healed them spiritually and emotionally. So I encourage you to trust Jesus. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, consider accepting him to your life so that your life will change and say, Lord, I place these burdens upon you. Take them off of me. Take the hurt, take the pain, whatever it is, Lord, and I know that you will help me. But Carol, thank you for being a part of the show today. Would you let the listeners know how they could get a copy of your book? Uh, yes, I will. And I'm going to share something with you, doctor, in your audience. But I just got noticed today, this morning, in fact, that on Amazon, um, my book has reached, it's a bestseller as of yesterday. Yay. And it came in number one in Christian Death and Grief Counseling. and number 16 in death and grief kindles but the big one is the number one because that yes and it's all because it's spiritual i know that mm -hmm. when i wrote it i finished i said first of all i don't believe i wrote the whole book i had the holy spirit come in yes okay yes. because there were days i come up and i read and i thought you didn't do that i was even making poetry thank you lord he led me. I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here for you. And uh, the, the name of the book is 30. And um, this is the eagle. I painted the cover. And I got the eagles behind me. And it's a mother's spiritual journey after losing her child. Well, please, if you have someone else that you love, I think... This book is going to help you too, because it's so hard to live without the person that you love, and it takes a long, it takes time. So, but you're going to get better. 
Amen. And we can get a copy of that on Amazon. So listeners, make sure to go to Amazon and get a copy of her book, 30, A Mother's Spiritual Journey After Losing Her Child. Uh, and we heard that it's a bestseller. And I am so excited because that means it's helping a lot of people. <laughs> Only been out there two and a half months. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm just, and I'm, if you want to send me uh, my, my email, go to my website too. I've got a website, carolsloski.com. And um, if you want to send me an email, I, 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 I would be so thankful if y'all, I'll give you answers if I can, but remember, I am not uh, a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a mom who lost her daughter, and I found a way to live and survive, and I could pass that on to you. Amen. So listeners, make sure to grab a copy of that for, for you or someone else that you may have lost, know that may have lost a loved one. Um, and they will truly be blessed. And again, congratulations, Carol. And listeners, until next time, have a wonderfully blessed day. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.